0: All right. Oh dear Lord. Um, I have a camera on this. This is scary. All right. Uh, let me, uh, I, you just met Randy up here who kind of did this to me. Him and I were in a uh, small group, uh, our last small group together. And here's what you need to know about Randy. Randy has a gift of pink, of, of picking really stinky movies, awful movies. He says, Chris, let's go see Clash of the Titans. And I'm like, Okay, so we went to go see it in 3D. It was 3D awful. Um, Awful. So he invited me to go see the A-Team, and I'm like, there is no way I am ever going to do that. Awful. Um, But I didn't go see it. Uh, I have Netflix, and it came in the mail, and I watched it, and I watched it like four times. It is a great movie. I give it two thumbs up. Really, really good. In fact, let me tell you, as we're talking about movies, next Sunday we're ending our At The movie series. We're looking at Toy Story 3 next week. And we're going to end, we're going to leave here and we're going to go over and we're all going to go see Cars 2. So, um, make sure if you guys want to do that, uh, make sure to bring some money to go to the movies and do that. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to strike everything down. And uh, all of us, you're going to find your kind of a place to eat wherever you want to. And then we're all going to meet over there and we're going to go see Cars 2 next week. So, anyway, we'll have a good time. Now, how many of y'all liked the A-Team growing up? I'm talking about the television show. Any of y'all remember that? All right, totally love the A-Team television show. In fact, of the four characters who were there, which one was the most memorable? Mr. T, right? I pitied a fool, right? I'll never forget um, dropping my wife off. And we were dating at the time. We were in Nashville. And I dropped her off at the merchants. And I've never eaten at that restaurant, but she was eating there with somebody that night. And I remember going to picking her her up. And as I'm waiting to pick her up, Mr. T comes out of the merchants with the mohawk, the gold, everything. And and he's kind of coughing out there. And and I'm like, dude, that's Mr. T, and he starts doing this, and I'm like, well, back and we kind of, that was kind of it. So I've never seen the dude except that one time in person, but I, Mr. T was very very memorable. All right, in fact, I just learned this past week that bad the B A Baracus, I thought it meant bad attitude. All right, throw that out there. All right, evidently it means something else. So, um, but I remember watching the television show. And thinking, you know, that is, I, I always loved it, and I love Face and Hannibal and Murdoch and Mister and, and B.A. And they always, this, this A-team would always do these amazing stunts and all this stuff, and they would always come back alive. Nobody ever really got hurt. The, I mean, there was all kinds of violence and explosions. In fact, I got a clip of the beginning of the A-team, uh, the television show. Watch this. Cars flipping over, a lot of explosions, all kinds of stuff happening. But nobody ever got hurt. Nobody was ever even got a paper cut. And you know what? The whole premise of this, this movie is this team was set up for a crime they didn't commit. And they're kind of on the run. And all of this bad stuff is happening. But nobody is really getting hurt out of the. And, and in a 27-minute you know, sitcom, everything turns out okay. Don't you wish life was like that? I mean don't you wish life was like that in two ways number 1 that you could have all of this excitement all of this stuff but nobody would get hurt and two that everything could just be wrapped up really cleanly in 27 minutes but it doesn't happen that way does it because all of us all of us have been hurt all of us have been hurt and we've been we may not have been framed for a crime we didn't commit like the 18 But all of us have been, we know what it means to feel misunderstood. We know what it means to feel um, treated unfairly. We know what it means when somebody hurts us. And at that point, when that happens, you and I have a choice. We have a choice. Do we forgive or are we going to hold a grudge? So today, by watching clips of this movie, The A-Team, and really coming from God's Word, we're going to see how... How we can really forgive one another. But quick show of hands. How many of y'all have ever been hurt by somebody? Raise your hand. Alright, that's everybody. Alright, that's everybody. All of us have been hurt by someone. All of us, we know what it means for a friend to betray us. We know what it means to for an ex-boss to just really dump on us and do something awful to us. We know what it means to have an ex-boyfriend and ex-girlfriend just take advantage of us. We know what it means for somebody to gossip about us and to uh, malign our character, our integrity, our dignity. We know what it means. We know what it feels like. Some of you know what what it feels like to tell a person you love, I'm going to live with you forever. I'm going to like you for always. And the I do turned into I did, and they walked out. We know what it feels like. You know what it feels like to have somebody dump on your dreams. And at that point, we have a choice to make. And I, my prayer for all of us this week is that God would use this message today on the first step of getting you to forgive that someone. It may have been someone, I may have been a parent who just continually just abused you. It may be somebody who's even deep, i mean deeper with emotional abuse or maybe even god forbid sexual abuse what do you do when somebody hurts you because all of us have a choice will we forgive or will we get revenge some of you you're struggling and you're angry with somebody who's dead Right? You're holding a grudge against somebody who, who really can't make things right because they have passed away. And, and some of you, you're angry, angry with God because you prayed with him, you prayed for him, you prayed with him, you trusted in him, and he didn't make something right. Some of you, you're angry at yourself. You're bitter at yourself. And you're having a hard time forgiving yourself. So let's talk about forgiveness today. And I want to show you this first clip from the 18. Let me give you the premise. This entire movie revolves around this alpha team, the special ops going into Iraq and stealing some United States currency plates that had been stolen from the United States. So they go in and they steal the plates, and then it, it seems like everything's going to be okay. Let's watch this clip.
1: Colonel, my name is Lynch. I'm with Central Intelligence. I know a company man named Lynch back in the first Desert Storm. Yeah, I come from a long line of lynches. You ever stop and consider that maybe the reason nobody trusts the CIA is because nobody knows your real names?
0: (laughs) what? What can I do for you, Mr. Lynch? I need you to help me stop Saddam's former flunkies from stealing over a billion dollars in the next 30 hours. Now, the only mint outside of the U.S. capable of printing our money belonged to the Shah of Iran during the Iran-Iraq war. It went
1: missing. Rumor was Saddam had stolen it. Yeah, we stole it back to because of storm. Well, you didn't get the engraving please. It didn't matter. They would have had to rebuild the mint just to print those bills. Well, sir, it's happening as we speak. Fadi thugs have seized what's left the Iraqi national mint to run off billions of dollars in unbacked American currency. How are they planning on moving the plates and a billion dollars out of Baghdad? Armored convoy. Man with former Iraqi spec ops. You know, high speed shoot to kill types. So how do you plan on stopping them? Us, we are in the net. Copy that. I will be there in five. I've got a big bottle of Blue Label waiting. Bottle? Make it a case, Scrooge. See you in a few. Who's going to let him out? You! What you. you don't realize is, now i kill all y'all! y'all! Boss, murder. me. Oh, let me try something. Go for it. Is it weird that I'm more scared now than what we just but, did? Bosco? It's murder. Murder,
0: I'll make you some of that coconut curry tamponade, that you love? Ooh, that might work.
1: With those, boys? What, well, you gonna have that with <laughs> plain old <laughs> chips? There he is. There he is. I hate that. Come on. Get away from me, man. You should know that. You know I hate flying. And I wet, I stink. And I can't spend none of that money. Hey, Murdoch, you cook it tonight. You better get your apron on. (laughs) (laughs) I love it when a plant comes together.
0: So another team betrays the A-team, and they have a choice to make. Are they going to let bygones be bygones? Are they going to forgive, or are they going to seek revenge? And the choice they made was to seek revenge. In fact, that one choice to take matters in their own hands literally determines the entire course of not only the movie, but their entire lives from this point out. Uh, Because even in the television series, they're convicted of a crime they didn't commit, They seek revenge, and now they're on the run from the law. They have no peace. They're always looking over their shoulders. They can't have any rest. They're always moving from one town to the next town to the next town. And that is what anger and unforgiveness and bitterness does to us. It keeps us. It it doesn't give us any peace. We're always having to look back over our shoulder. And it keeps us running. Running from God. In fact, this is what Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15 says. See to it that no one misses the, what is those next words? Grace of God. See to it that no one misses the grace of God. Now question, how do we miss God's grace in our lives? The answer, the, the rest of the verse. And see to it that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and to defile many. All of us, when we are done wrong, and all of us have been done wrong, we have a choice to make. The choice we make is, do we forgive Or do we hang on to anger and anger will turn into bitterness and bitterness will poison every relationship and even our own soul? In fact, let me tell you what unforgiveness does. Unforgiveness is like taking broken glass and squeezing your hand around it. When you choose to not forgive somebody else, we are the biggest losers. Our big idea today is this. Our big idea says when we don't forgive, it poisons us. And it poisons our relationships. When we don't forgive, it poisons us and it poisons our relationships. We've all faced tough situations where we've been wronged by someone. And once we face that awful situation of somebody dumping on us, we have a choice to make. Are we going to forgive or are we going to get back? How are we going to respond? Because all of us have a choice. Now, quick question. How many of you guys have played the game Angry Birds? Let me see your hands. How many of y'all are addicted to that? Intervention right there. All right. Let me tell you a little bit about it. If you've not played Angry Birds, let me bring you into the 21st century. All right. What Angry Birds is, it's an app that you can get like on an Android or iPod. I don't know if they have it for the BlackBerry or anything like that. But um, you can get it. And the whole premise of this is very simple. These birds... Have some eggs, and the pigs have come along and they've stolen the eggs from the birds, and this has made the birds angry. Take a look. So that's it. These birds—they're angry and they throw themselves headlong into the headfirst into their anger, and they're they're trying to destroy all this stuff that the pigs have built. Now, for those who have played, when you launch the Angry Birds with the slingshot and the birds hit the structure, what happens to the birds? They get, I mean, some they, they'll all disappear, but they get their heads banged in and they'll look all, you know, they'll look all weird. And you know what? Exactly what happens in Angry Birds happens in my life and in your life when we choose to let anger control us. We throw ourselves head first into anger, and what happens? We are the ones who are hurt, we are the ones who are destroyed. In fact, Anne Lamott says it like this, that unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping it kills the other person. That's what unforgiveness does. That's what anger and bitterness does. When we choose unforgiveness over forgiveness... What happens is it poisons us, and it poisons the relationships around us. It's like cancer to our relationships. This is how Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. If you forgive some of those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will, what does it say? Not forgive your sins. You know, see, why should we forgive other people? Well, the answer is because I need forgiveness. All of us need forgiveness. That's the reason we are to forgive other people. Because there's about a thousand times a day, I got to go to God and say, God, I'm sorry. God, I thought this. I acted on this. I had a bad attitude. I should have said this and I didn't. Or I said this and I shouldn't have said it. I have to do that all the time. And maybe I'm the only person in this church who have to do that a thousand times a day. But you know what? Every time I ask God to forgive me, you know what he does? What does he do? He forgives me. So how in the world, if God forgives me regularly, how in the world should I not forgive other people? Because I need forgiveness. In fact, let me tell you about Jesus' 18. There was 12 disciples. And it wasn't uh, headed up by by Hannibal, but it was headed up by Peter. And and in Jesus' 18, those 12 disciples Peter, the head of the entire bunch, had an anger problem. He was bitter. He was unforgiving. And in fact, um, I mean, Peter—he was kind of his nickname was Rocky, and everybody knows that Rocky, you know, was like, "Yo, Adrian," you know, he, I mean, just violent, right? All right? I mean, that's what Peter means. It means rock. So Peter had this issue, and he had this anger issue. In fact, the night that Jesus. Uh, Was arrested right before he was killed. He pulled out, Peter pulled out his sword and he whacked some dude's ear off that Jesus ended up having to come back and heal. He was angry. He would cut you. So Peter comes to Jesus and he asks a question. Listen to what it says. Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Now, what's the deal? Why did Peter choose seven times? Well, in Jewish tradition, the the tradition said if if somebody harmed you three times, you could get back at them. In fact, the Mosaic law said it, you know what, it's an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Uh, Martin Luther King said it like this, that if we go eye for an eye, that leaves the entire world blind. So Peter's thinking in his mind, okay, the rule is three times and then, okay, I, I can get revenge. So he says, I'm gonna, I'm gonna times that by two and add one, and I'm gonna look like a really forgiving person. I'm gonna look like Dr. Phil. All right? So he goes to Jesus, expecting Jesus to pat him on the back and going, good job, Pete. All right? But that's not quite what happens. He goes, times it by two, adds one seven. Right? And then Jesus says, no, 70 times 7. Now, what in the world? 70 times 7. By the way, for those who are from Stewart County, that's 490. All right. By the way, if you live in Stewart County, we love you. We love you. All right. Now, some of you, you hear 490, and this is what you're thinking. Okay. Somebody's done dumped on me 476 times. I'm getting close, baby. Right? But no, Jesus is not really throwing just a number out. He's saying, no, I want you to forgive an unlimited amount of times. An unlimited amount of times. I want you to, we all need forgiveness. And God gives us unlimited forgiveness. And we are to give other people unlimited forgiveness. In fact, one person said it like this. That we are most like our creator when we choose to forgive somebody who has wronged us. Lou Holtz, the famous football coach, said it this way. You will never get ahead of anyone if you're trying to get even with them. Some of you, you have been wanting to get ahead in your spiritual walk in life for months, years. And the reason why that you're not getting ahead is because you have anger, bitterness, and unforgiveness in your heart. It's that clearly. You can't get ahead and choose to get even. Can't. In fact, Jesus goes on after Peter him this question. Jesus tells a story. It says this, Matthew 18, verse 23. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with the servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him how many? How many is that? Millions. How many of y'all, it, you would want to be a millionaire sometime in your life? Anyone? In the first service, everybody was like, I'm going all y'all lying. Now, for those who raise your hands, I'm cool with that. Make sure to tithe on it. That's all I'm saying. All right. But here's the thing I mean, this guy, he got millions and he got it by embezzling. This guy took advantage of his employer. This guy took advantage of his master, the king in this story. And he stole millions. And what happens is the king, the master, the employer, calls in the servant who stole millions and is going to throw him in prison where he's tortured and all of this stuff till he can pay everything back. So, but the, the, but the fa- fellow who stole all these millions, he prayed, please, please forgive me. Please, I've got, I've got a kids, i got a house, i got, I got a wife, and please forgive me. And somehow, some way, some reason, this fella, this the, 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 the master says, okay, I do. I forgive you of all your millions of dollars you've stolen from me. And you don't owe me anything. We're even. We're okay. We're done. You can leave. I mean, wow. Can you imagine that? So this guy who just has been forgiven millions of dollars, he goes out in the street, and he sees one of his friends who owes him $5. And he goes, he says, and he grabs him by the neck, and he says, you pay me my money, you owe me. And the fellow who owes him $5 says, listen, time out, I'll give it to you, give, it, give me it till tomorrow. He says, no, that's not good enough. And he throws him in prison. And the word gets back to the master, to the king, about this fellow whom he just forgave millions of dollars, how he just threw another person in jail for $5. And this is how the king responds, verse 32. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? What was the answer to that question? Should, you have, should he have mercy? Yes. Yes. Isn't it amazing how people, Christians, Christ followers, us, the people who we've we've been forgiven of all of our sins, we have the tendency to be the most bitter and the most angry. The people who have been shown much mercy. Verse 34, Then the angry king, not the angry bird, but the angry king sent the man to prison to be what? tortured until he paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. Let me tell you, some of you are here at church today and your life has been a living hell because you have been tortured. You have been tortured because you won't forgive somebody else. You have been, you've had sleepless nights. You have ulcers. You have imaginary conversations in your head with those people and they're not even around. That's all they call called schizophrenia, or it's called anger and bitterness. And both of them will drive you crazy. I'm serious. You see, there's something about that God allows us. We torture ourselves. We torture ourselves. It's like us drinking poison, expecting for somebody else to be hurt. Now, the whole premise of this movie is this. And we're we'll going to see this next clip. They've been done wrong. They've been done wrong. And Hannibal and Face and Murdoch and B.A. all respond to this hurt in different ways. Some of them respond in a positive light, and some of them respond in a not so positive light. Take a look at this clip. Who put us
1: on? Same guy that put us on in Baghdad. Lynch, CIA. Well, what are we talking about? Clean records, green statements. All of the above. What about Pike and the plates? Be back. I take it you didn't get religion inside. You got revenge. Good. I know a couple guys that'll feel the exact same way. I'm counting them. How did you know that once that door was extracted, that it would take his weight? That's I just did. Was, what, 225? 230, yeah. Remember the gag we did in uh, Venezuela? Venezuela, like seven years yeah, 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 yeah. But that was a midget. <laughs> now we're going to go for that. Yeah, he uh, is yeah. Come I on. good to be back. man. It's good to see you. Yeah, you too, bro. Yeah. You yeah. too. Yeah. Thanks, Brad. You're you doing well. Got you too. Good to see you guys. Where's the mohawk? Well, you don't like my new dude, man? Do I like it? Well, we got you the Clippers, I thought. Yeah, I used yes, to. Hey, what's up, big guy? Come on, you speak to us. You guys, um, I can't kill anybody. What do you mean? I've taken a vow. Vow, if non violence, I still doing things for you guys. You know that. But I just can't kill, man. Old habits made that hard, but they still gotta die. When I was a kid, all you hear in the hood was Boscos out collecting scouts. That's where the Mohawk came from. It's always at war. I and mean, that's what warriors are for. I don't know, man. I don't miss that life. I hope you get murdered right there, Robin, you but... can't you. Even Pike? Even if killing him would clear your name? My conscience is the only thing I need for that.
0: You know, it's amazing that Hannibal and Face, they want revenge. One person once said, When you go out and you seek revenge, you seek to get even, you need to dig two graves one for your enemy and one for yourself. In this clip, we see that B.A. has made the wiser choice here. He has made the more healthy choice and he says, You know what? I'm not going to kill. My conscience is clean, my conscience is clear. You know, they had a choice. And we have a choice as well. When somebody wrongs us, we can either choose to forgive or we can choose to get even. So for the rest of the two or three minutes we have today, I want to give you the tools that you need in order for you to forgive. Because all of us have been done wrong. In fact, a recent statistic said this, that 94% of Americans say that it's important to forgive, but 85% of Americans say that they don't know how. And that's probably most of us in here today. Okay, I want to forgive. But how? How do I do it? I want to give you a three-step process. Not a 12-step program, but a three-step process. And it start, the first one starts with this. Recognize that an opportunity for revenge is not from God. Let's all say that out loud. Recognize that an opportunity, that is important. I mean, the opportunity to get back at someone, or to take a pot shot, or to hurt somebody's reputation like they have hurt yours. For the, the and it may be a great opportunity. That the opportunity for revenge is not from God. In fact, this is what Romans chapter twelve verse nineteen says: "Dear friends, never take what is that next word? Revenge. By the way, the Greek word for never. Let me tell you what it means: never." Thanks for coming to one church. Never take revenge. Look at this. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Hear me on this one. When you choose to take matters in your own hands and you choose to get revenge, when you choose to take that issue out of God's hands and put it in your hands, let me tell you what you've done. You, You can expect God to not intervene on your behalf. Because you've taken it out of his hands. I mean, I hope whatever revenge or whatever you get, I hope you enjoy that because that's all you get. But if you choose to leave it in God's hands, God can get back at people in a way that you can't. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Because he is God and you are not. This is huge. This is huge. If you want God to take care of it, then what's going to have to happen is you cannot seek revenge. Never take an opportunity to revenge. The second one is this. You need to pray for them. You need to pray. And hear me, what I don't mean by praying is praying that they will get eternal case of hemorrhoids. It's not what I'm talking about. It's not pray that, you know, that whatever. It's praying that God would intervene on their behalf, that God would break their heart, but soften their heart, that God would bless them. And I know what some of you are thinking. I ain't going to do that. But listen to how Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 43. You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. And by the way, all of us do that, right? We love those people who love on us. But the people who don't like us, we don't love. He continues. But I say, what should we do? Love your enemies. What is that next word? Pray. Pray for those who persecute you. Now, chances are pretty good some of you are saying, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. And you know what? You can choose not to do that, and you allow anger and bitterness to continue to take hold of your life. It will poison you, and it will poison every one of your relationships. And some of you are well, I don't feel like praying. Okay? It doesn't matter if you feel like it or not. Many times, it takes right actions to produce the right feelings. All right, it takes right actions to produce right feelings. And if you want God to intervene on your behalf, you got to not seek revenge. And two, you got to pray. You got to pray for them. And here's what's amazing enough if you pray for them, you know what's going to happen? God may change them. But you know who God is definitely going to change? You. It is your heart and my heart that's changed when we choose to pray for those who have damaged us and hurt us. It takes right actions to produce the right feelings. I'm going to say this, and and I didn't say this first service. Some of you, you're like, I don't love my spouse anymore. I don't like them anymore. Let me tell you, it takes right actions to produce right feelings. If you want to have right feelings towards your spouse, and you know what you need to do? You need to back that up with right actions. You need to love on them, even though you may not like them. You you need to give flowers to them. I mean, if you're a guy, you need to go get some flowers. It's called $5 at Walmart. All right? Or go pick some dandelions. Do something. But do something to convey your love, even though you may not feel it yet. But you know what? If you do the right actions, your feelings will, will follow by that. Your feelings will come. You're to not seek revenge. You're to pray for them. And lastly... You are to forgive the way you have been forgiven. You are to forgive the way you have been forgiven. Let me tell you how you have been forgiven by God. God offers forgiveness for everyone who asks Jesus Christ to be their Savior. He forgives you completely, and He forgives you constantly. He forgives you completely and he forgives you constantly. Look at what Colossians chapter 3, verse 13 says. It says this. Bear with each other. I'm going to stop right there. Sometimes there is no other way around it, but you're just going to have to bear with some people. All right? Some of you, you just got to bear with me. Sometimes I got to bear with you because we are not perfect. But it says, bear with one another and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. How do I do that? Okay, you're telling me to forgive, how do I forgive? This next part is the answer. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. How did God forgive you? Constantly. I'm always having to ask for forgiveness. And completely. That's how God forgives me and you. The forgiven forgive others. And let me tell you, some of you, you, your your future has been held hostage for years because you've chosen anger and bitterness and unforgiveness. And as we close today, I'm going to challenge you to man up or woman up and forgive that other person because you hanging on to that isn't hurting them one bit. They're probably sleeping very soundly at night, thank you. But it is killing you. It's like cancer in your bones. It's like cancer to your relationships. And some of you today, you need to forgive. You don't need to, you need to stop seeking for revenge. You need to stop getting on their Facebook page and praying that whatever happens or what, I mean, you need to stop it. You need to forgive. You need to pray. And you need to stop seeking revenge. And some of you, your big pushback right now is like, well, I, you know, I'm going to forgive, but I'm not going to forget. I'm not going to forget. And let me tell you just a quick thing. You can't forget. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago at one church. You can't get some mind eraser and go, E-e-e-e-e. right? You ee, ee, right? You can't remove the thoughts. But let me tell you what you can do. You can forgive them, and you can stop bringing it up. And that's what it is. We can't forget, but we can stop bringing it up. It's like, a, there's a couple of verses in Proverbs that says this, that love covers a multitude of wrongs. And that always bringing up an offense will separate the best of friends. If you continue to bring it up, it will separate your friendship. If you, if you continue to have unforgiveness and bitterness and anger in your heart, it will poison every one of your relationships. So are you willing to do the courageous thing and forgive? You know, amazingly enough, the the A-team, even through all of this stuff and all this movie, and especially in the television show, what they choose to do with all of their hurt and anger and bitterness, you know, we have a choice to make. You've heard the whole premise that hurt people tend to hurt other people. Well, amazingly enough, the A-team, they kind of have a new mission in life that they're going to help people. And it even says if you can find them and if you have a problem, then maybe you can call on the eighteen. Hurt people do have the tendency to hurt other people. But you can make the choice today to stop that. And you can allow your hurt to help other people. Some of you, you may have been sexually abused in that horrific, terrible act that happened when you were a child. You have been hanging on to this bitterness and it is eating you from the inside out. And you have all of these questions of why and all of this stuff, and I can't answer those. But I do want you to hear very clearly that if you choose to forgive, God can use you to help other people because a lot of other people have experienced that same pain. Maybe you have lost your job and you continue to hang on, hang on to that bitterness and anger and it, you're just seething. You can choose to forgive. And move on in your walk with your Heavenly Father. And God will use that hurt to help other people. But He can't unless you choose forgiveness. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to end a little bit differently today. Um, the band's get ready to come out. And I'm just going to say this. I'm going to pray for you guys here in a sec. But some of you, you need to forgive. You have been struggling with this forgiveness issue for quite some time. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask all of you guys to to bow your heads and we're going to pray. And I'm going to ask you some questions here just so that you can before God say, you know what, I need to do this. There are some of you out there who you've struggled with this anger issue and it is affecting all of your relationships. I'm going to ask, if you know you need to forgive someone, if you know you need to forgive someone, just slip up your hand. And I see you. Thank you, ma'am. I see you. I see you. Anyone else? Nobody looking around. It's just between you and God. I see you, sir. Anyone else? Ma'am, I see you. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to pray for you right now. And I'm going to pray that you would stop trying to get even. I'm going to pray that that hurt, that for some of you, is maybe very fresh. For some of you, it may have been years. That hurt is keeping you sick. And you need to let go of that hurt. That hurt doesn't have to define you. See, some of you, you're defined by your hurt and you've allowed that. And God doesn't ever want you to be defined by what something someone has done to you. God wants you to be defined by who you are and whose you are. That you are God's child. So I'm going to pray for you. And as I'm praying for you, I want you to start praying for that person that you're angry with. I just want you to start praying. And let God deal this. Dear God, I thank you so much, God, that we can come and we can read your word. This is just so applicable. Lord, it's just so down to earth because I have struggled with with forgiveness, God. Even though I've been forgiven much, I've struggled with anger and I've struggled with bitterness. And God, I've allowed that to define me. And God, I pray that today, all of the the people in here who raised their hand, they've been in bondage to the pain that somebody has done to them. I pray, Lord, that you would give them the keys to that bondage today. And that key is forgiveness. Lord, I pray that you would show them the way out. And, Lord, that they would be able to be have clear consciences. And, Lord, they would be able to be fresh and anew. And, Lord, that's what I pray. And, Lord, as we close, I pray for those people who need forgiveness from God. Because your word says so clearly that when we choose wrong, and all of us have chosen wrong, we've chosen sin. Lord, that that breaks our relationship with you, God. And it's only when we confess our sins to You that You are faithful and You are just to forgive us of all of our sins and to cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. And Lord, I pray for those people who need Jesus as their Savior that they would be able to do that this morning by praying a prayer like this. God, I've sinned and I've chosen my way over Your way. And God, I pray that You would forgive me I pray for your love would just be able to infuse into my life and it would just just shower all over me, God, and that you would change me from the inside out. And Lord, I choose you over my own stuff. And I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart, into my life, and to be my Savior. Thank you for hearing this prayer. And thank you, God, for giving me forgiveness. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.